Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners. The hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. Wow, here we are. It is the penultimate episode Ooh-wee. of Ezekiel. I'm so excited. How about y'all? I'm, uh, I'm, I am excited. I'm really excited. Are you conflicted? How would you... Conflicted? Yeah. Uh, if, um, if you could pick one word that would sum up how Ezekiel's felt to you so far, what might that be? Hmm. Wow. Erratic, maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's just been kind of all over the place. There have been some really high highs and really low lows, like trying to, you know, eat poop or or make food out <laughs> <No>. of <laughs> poop or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, First well, of all. The, yeah. None of that happened. None but, of that happened, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not quite. But like he, yeah, uh, using poop as... He had to cook his food on, on a poop fire. Poop manure or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but similar, same, same kind of thing. And I mean, you know, you thankfully made it really fun last week and the week before by drawing out all of those IKEA instructions. But that could have been another really low moment for hmm. our show and yeah. for this book. <laughs> for our show. Oh, no, I'm kidding. We always make it fun because <laughs> that it's true. We have had some low moments on this show of having to go through like census numbers yeah. and the IKEA instructions for the first tabernacle, which we did not have the wisdom mm-hmm. to make Jace draw those as we were reading well, about them. So that's a slog. We're like, evolving. On this show. Everything that we can do to scare away listeners at regular intervals, we have done. <laughs> so for go. those of you yeah. who have survived up to this point, thank you. you're like our crack elite team yes. of listeners who can handle mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If you if you enjoy this podcast, you could enjoy listening to literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's I a mean, terrible endorsement. What a tagline. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, uh, I'm not going to listen to this. No way. No, no, we've had fun. It's been fun. I mean, really, though, as I said in the chat, I think that Ezekiel truly started off with a bang. And it was just mm-hmm. so bonkers immediately. I was like, here we go. This is this is the most amazing book ever. And then it's really, he has not saved the best for last. I mean, I don't know. We're not done yet, but... It feels like it's kind of gone downhill from that opening banger of a scene. Yeah, I think if there's anything we've learned about finishing books of the Bible... They don't that, always stick the landing. Yeah, they don't always stick the landing for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them feel like the author just kind of wandered off, abandoned it, <laughs> forgot about it, just left it in a closet, you know, mm-hmm. and then we're just left with just so many questions. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Well... Here we go. I mean, what? yeah, what's going on? We're doing a couple, no, three different chapters today and then two psalms. <laughs> it's really? like, what's happening? What's going on? We're doing three chapters today, two psalms, and then next week, is it the same or 
is it going to be like a quick quick and dirty one chapter or something along those lines? It, it'll be just two chapters next week. So okay. three chapters this week and then two for the final week of Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. <sighs> Poof. Then he, okay. he throws a smoke bomb and he's gone. He's out. And with that, we will have finished all of the major prophets. Whoa, yeah. really? Yeah, wow. he's the last one. Mm-hmm. I know. It's exciting. And that also means that next week for our bonus episode... For those of you who come to the live shows, we will be doing a quiz. So stick around oh, for that. Yay. We'll do that as part of the live recording. If you want to participate from the audience, it's always a good time. I have no idea what to expect with this one. So well, I never do, though, to be fair. Mm-hmm. you know, I, I hope that we'll be okay at it. Although, because a lot of the information is similar to past books, right? Like the granular, this is what's happening during this time in history. Yeah, I don't think it'll be about that. I don't that, know. I though. think it's going to be a lot of, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of quiz questions about Ezekiel's performance art. Yeah. You know, You're what he did, right. why he did it. You're probably lying right. on his side for a year. How people reacted to it. Yeah, the lying on the side, the poop fire, the tunneling through the wall, mm-hmm. the. Uh, probably so many questions things. about the temple that we're talking about now, because that, mm-hmm. you know, comes up in maybe comes up in Revelation or like people talk about that a lot. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, what are you two drinking? Uh, well, we cracked into a bottle of Photobomb, which is a 2019 hmm. local Cabernet. And it's quite nice. Lovely. I don't know what a t- Photobomb is supposed to taste like, but it tastes pretty good. Yeah, I like it. It's, Can you give me some notes? Yeah. How would you describe it? Tasting notes, Dedeker? Uh, some tobacco, some leather. Lummy, yet sort of dry. Some violated boundaries with someone sticking their head into your photo and you didn't ask them to. <laughs> I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the main impression that I get. Is it fairly tannic or fruity or full bodied? Uh, full bodied, I would say. Lovely. It's got some things to say. Yeah. I'm glad. Good. What are you drinking? I, well, I'm continuing along my vintage cocktail route. This is a cocktail that was originated in 1987, which doesn't sound vintage, but it's a year before I was born. So therefore it is. Um, It's the Cosmopolitan, which is, Mm. yeah, it's very classic. And uh, generally it's done with vodka and orange liqueur and cranberry juice um, and then lime juice. And that's it. So yes. No, oh, I mean, I'm glad you made a Cosmopolitan, but I have to say that if it's now officially in the annals of vintage cocktails, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was in the vintage cocktails website that I'm looking things up. So I was like, okay, okay. okay. I'm going to use it because this is what I have today on me. Boy, oh boy. And everyone thinks of it as kind of like a feminine cocktail, like kind of fruity, but it's, ex- you know, it has no sweetness. The cranberry juice is not particularly sweet. So it's really. Uh, very balanced and dry. Honestly, it's it's great. <laughs> Highly recommend. Nice. Everyone should go out and make their own cosmopolitan. <laughs> I'll, I'll post it. I'll post it as well. Alrighty. Yeah. Shall we do this? We should. Yes. Yes. This this is it. Everyone. It's time for the main event here. Whew, here we go. We are going to be reading, as Emily mentioned, three chapters from Ezekiel today. That is going to be Ezekiel chapters forty four through forty six. And then we're reading two psalms, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but we're going to have a special guest appearance from someone, a fan favorite, 
special uh, performing group is going to show up on this episode. So get hyped. Stay tuned for that at the end of the episode. It's going to be great. Woo! We want to remind everyone listening to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, Ezekiel chapter 44. Then he brought me back by the way of the outer gate of the sanctuary, which looks toward the east, and it was shut. Is this C-3PO? Mm-hmm. Yes. Got it. Yeah, we're still in the vision with the bronze man. Yeah, yeah. the bronze man. It's a long vision. Yahweh said to me, oh, okay, Yahweh just directly, okay. Yahweh said to me, this gate shall be shut. It shall not be opened, neither shall any man enter in by it. For Yahweh, the God of Israel, has entered in by it. Therefore, it shall be shut. Who's, what's the gate? What gate? The way is shut. <laughs> the way is shut. The, the east gate. This is the east yes. gate. Speaking of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so this is the east gate. Uh, it'll be shut. That's only for Yahweh. As for the prince, he shall sit therein as prince to eat bread before Yahweh. He shall enter by the way of the porch of the gate and shall go out by the way of the same. So he doesn't come in the gate. He walks through the porch. Okay. Okay. I had a house growing up where we never entered through the front door. We always kind of entered through the side porch. And I, as a kid, just sort of thought of that as the front door. It wasn't until much later that I realized we had a front door that was a different door. Did guests enter through the front door, though? I think that's what eventually why I caught wise to it because mm -hmm. guests or maybe male persons would knock on that front oh, door. male people, yeah. Oh, may yeah, I also was confused. I was like, what, only uh, the men get to go through the front door? Yeah. What? Like, you? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever. Mail carriers. Mail carriers, yeah. Wait, why yeah. did the mail carrier come into your front door? They come into your house? Like with a package or something. Oh. You know, like okay. if they had a package, not for like the normal mail. On, I now. see. They would deliver. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's interesting that God gets his own door. And I wonder, is this a practice like at other temples? Of God having his own door? Sure. I don't know. Hmm. You would think that God wouldn't need a door, right? That, I mean, does he float? I guess he floats. Does he float? He's is he corporeal? Yeah. Whoa, guys, we're making a lot of assumptions about <laughs> God here I know. that are yes, not backed I, up by what we've read. He is so many things. He is both bronze and not bronze. He is man and not man. He is sky and earth and breeze. Yeah, he's, he's sometimes a fiery cloud. He's sometimes... Sometimes a burning bush. Right. But then other times he like talks about having feet and a body and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes he's like floating in a, an alien spacecraft. You know, he does all sorts of things. Yeah, I got all right. But sometimes he likes to walk through a door, slum it with us. Yeah, and walk through a door. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe he just like he's a slob like one of us, as we know, and so maybe he just likes to have an entrance. Yeah. But nobody else can have that entrance. Don't no, even no, look no. at it. Don't got even. It. Yeah. Okay. okay. Then he brought me by the way of the north gate before the house, and I looked, and behold. The glory of Yahweh filled the house of Yahweh, and I fell on my face. Duh. Yes, drink for falling on faces. Okay. I love, always love that one. That's great. Yahweh said to me, 
son of man, mark well and see with your eyes and hear with your ears all that I tell you concerning all the ordinances of the house of Yahweh and all the laws of it and mark well the entrance of the house with every exit of the sanctuary. You shall tell the rebellious, even to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord Yahweh, you house of Israel, let it suffice you of all your abominations in that you have brought in foreigners, uncircumcised in heart and uncircumcised in flesh Mm. to be in my sanctuary. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You know, that kind of flesh. (laughs) Yep. To be in my sanctuary, to profane it, even my house, when you offer my bread, the fat and the blood, and they have broken my covenant to add to all your abominations. You have, yes. Sorry, just. Yes, Emily. (laughs) Yeah, so, okay, mark well the entrance of the house and every exit. Is he like, he has to like put exit signs everywhere just in case. Yeah, I was imagining (laughs) like a, in case the, like a stewardess. It starts going down. Yeah, exactly. Pointing out the exits. 100%, Dedeker. Pay attention. The nearest one may be behind you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. in case this plane starts going down, you need to look for the exits in the building. Yeah. But no matter how on fire this plane might be, do not use that exit. That is not for you. (laughs) No, no, no. That is a big X over the exit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, You have not kept the charge of my holy things, but you have set keepers of my charge in my sanctuaries for yourselves. Thus says the Lord Yahweh, no foreigner uncircumcised in heart and uncircumcised in flesh shall enter into my sanctuary of any foreigners who are among the children of Israel. But the Levites who went far from me when Israel went astray, who went astray from me after their idols, they shall bear their iniquity. Now that's an interesting piece of the story that I don't think we've gotten so far. And I'm going to write that down for us to look up in the bonus. So apparently there are some Levites who are also like, actually, screw this. Hmm. Yeah, that they kind of went after other idols and things maybe while they were while they were mm-hmm. in captivity or something like that. Specifically Levites. Yeah. They're like, you know what? We do want land. Yeah. And we're not going to get it. So bye. We need to drink wine. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, so they shall bear their iniquity. Yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary, having oversight at the gates of the house and ministering in the house. Wait, they oh, shall- but they're still cool. I still want them around. They they shall kill the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people, and they shall stand before them to minister to them. Huh. Okay, I think he's going to clarify here. Because they ministered to them before their idols and became a stumbling block of iniquity to the house of Israel, therefore have I lifted up my hand against them, says the Lord Yahweh, and they shall bear their iniquity. They shall not come near to me to execute the office of priest to me, nor to come near to any of my holy things, to the things that are most holy, but they shall bear their shame and their abominations which they have committed. Yet will I make them keepers of the charge of the house for all the service of it and for all that shall be done therein. I am very surprised by this. Why? Because Okay, because Yahweh... Which part is surprising? Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Yahweh hates people worshiping other gods, Yeah. right? He hates that. He's constantly playing that tune, right? Hates the fact that people worship other gods. Hates yeah. when the Israelites do that. Yep. Now he has his Levites who are kind of his special boys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Levites mm-hmm. who have gone astray and 
have essentially still done their priestly job, but to other gods. Now, I would think that that would be even more egregious to Yahweh. Mm. You would think that, right? But instead of being like, I'm going to kill you, end all of you, it's, I don't like it, but I'm still going to, it's like, whatever. It's like you're putting an administrative leave. But, but, but you're still, I'm still going to pay you and give you your pension hmm. and your severance package and all that stuff. You know, I'll give you a slap on the wrist, but you can't go into the main, main sanctuary, but you can still do the thing and minister to the people because you're still cool. Yeah, and still do the offerings, but outside. You just can't, you can't be like in the main. Sort of a, just a demotion or maybe a, you can never get promoted past this point if you're one of those people. Yeah, I'm just mega surprised by this. Uh, and that's a lot better than dying, though. Well, yeah, oh, for sure. I would take that plea deal if I were a Levite who totally. briefly defected to Baal. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I, so Eugene here kind of, I was looking up to see how he interprets this. And he, I think, maybe is editorializing a little bit to what like feels a little better. But he says, from now on, They'll do only the menial work in the sanctuary. Guard the gates, help out with the temple chores. Sounds good. And also kill the sacrificial animals for the people and serve. Less good. I see. So they're not doing the sacrifices. They're just like prepping. They're like kind of the... The sous chefs. They're the, they're the yeah. prep cooks. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> they're they're the, the prep team. They're going to create right. the mise-en-scene for the main priests. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that's that's their punishment. It does seem like a light punishment in relation to everything else. This okay, again, this supports my conspiracy theory that the Levites are controlling everything mm. and this is all a big grift. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like God is a figment of their imagination or simply just he they've created God. No, well just that they've set up a real sweet deal where they don't yeah. have to own anything. Everyone gives them and takes care of them and does all the things and they're like, "Oh, it's cuz we take on the responsibility of taking care of God." Mm-hmm. And then people or anger is like, wait, but some of your tribe worshipped other gods and you say that God hates that. And they're like, you're right. <sighs> you know yeah, what? We'll add in uh, a special clause here. Exactly. Yeah. This we is, have to okay. do less now. Whoa. Yeah, they, they are going to do the crap job. Trust me, no one, no one wants this job. Yeah, That's what we're going to do. I'm mm. telling you. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm going to write, I was going to say I'm going to write a book about this, but actually what I'm going to do is I'll make a very '90s, poorly designed website. <laughs> write a dissertation to host on yet the, another how the Levites exactly to host yet another weird Christian <laughs> conspiracy theory. Please do. That's how you'll best reach the Please audience do. that you want. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Amazing. Okay, so that's the the bad Levites, verse fifteen. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, who kept the charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray from me. They shall come near to me to minister to me, and they shall stand before me to offer me the fat and the blood, says the Lord Yahweh. They shall enter into my sanctuary, and they shall come near to my table to minister to me, and they shall keep my charge. It shall be that when they enter in at the gates of the inner court, they shall be clothed with linen garments, and no wool shall come on them. Oh, we're back on this. Don't. Get the wool. While they minister in the gates of the inner court and within. I agree with God. So, okay. But before in Levitical law and Deuteronomical law, it was about no mixing fibers. So don't mix the linen or the flax or the wool together. But now it's just wool is out. Yeah, no wool. 
for the priests when they're inside. God's becoming vegan in his clothing choices. I don't know. Because <laughs> remember last week, God talked about there was going to be this like little outer area that the priests would come through and change their clothes before they went inside. Right. And we talked about like the surgeons putting on their the airlock, their yes. scrubs, or their like clean outfits. So I guess it's like they change from their outdoor wool clothes into their linen mm. god clothes. Is it because Maybe. there's going to be an, like we're going to get the Ark of the Covenant back and they're not though. All that radioactive heat is going to be real toasty well, in there. Yeah, check this out. Continuing on, they shall have linen tires on their heads. <laughs> tires? Tires? The T-Y-R-E? No, it's T-I. No, T-I-R-E-S, like tires, like tires on your car. Um, um, <laughs> what does Eugene say? Uh, Eugene calls them turbans. Okay. 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 That makes more sense. So they shall have linen tires on their heads and shall have linen breeches on their loins. They shall not gird themselves with anything that causes sweat. Oh. oh, so he just doesn't want sweaty priests in his. That's town. a big ask, okay? Like people are just sweaty in general. Also, we live in a desert. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, but that's okay, why. Okay, but, but it's like no gotta... extra sweat. He wants it to be breezy sure. down there. Yeah, he's I, like it's okay. going to be smelling bad. We want it to be breezy. I really hope he goes on to elaborate why. I really hope. Well, I think he's going to explain more about this surgeon's clean room thing. So verse 19, when they go forth into the outer court, even into the outer court to the people, they shall put off their garments in which they minister and lay them in the holy chambers. And they shall put on other garments that they not sanctify the people with their garments. Hmm. Okay. Neither shall they shave their heads nor allow their locks to grow long. They shall only cut off the hair of their heads. Okay, so just so be normal. So like keep it in a nice tight bob. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice professional haircut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Neither shall any of the priests drink wine when they enter into the inner court. So don't show up to work only, drunk. Only then. Yeah. Only then. Only when they enter into the inner court. <laughs> it is qualified. They're going to change okay. that tune later. Neither shall they take for their wives a widow, nor her who is put away. What? Divorcee. Okay. But they shall take virgins of the seed of the house of Israel, or... (laughs) Tedeker and I are rolling our eyes. Yes. Or a widow who is the widow of a priest. Oh. Then it's okay. What? (laughs) Weird exception. So if a woman has had sex with an other, a different priest, yeah. and then that priest dies, then it's cool. a different priest can marry that lady. Yeah. But yeah. if it's a widow of just some old schmuck, whatever, no, we're not going to, no. yeah, no. Yeah, is this, marry her. Is this an, we didn't get, yeah, people in the chat are pointing out, we didn't really get these laws before. These They're like, adding a, on to the laws. Oh, yeah. A patch. I think this is a, yeah. An amendment. This is a Deuteronomy 2.1.1.6012. Yes. Yep. Yep. And these are the patch notes that he's given us here about the rule changes. Got it. They shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the common and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. In controversy, they shall stand to judge. According to my ordinances, shall they judge it, and they shall keep my laws and my statutes in all my appointed feasts, and they shall make my Sabbaths holy. 
They, oh no. What? They shall go into no dead person to defile themselves. Well, okay. Hold, okay. What? Hold, pause. Is that what I think that means? Stop the podcast. Can we just <laughs> cancel the stop? podcast? It's just off. stop for a second. We're done now. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. This is a good idea for a while. And you know what? <laughs> yeah, just isn't going to work out. It's not going to happen. So sorry. Um, okay, so either we're going to interpret this literally, and it's yep. like, hey, mm-hmm. please don't have sex with dead people. Or is it just don't touch dead people? And we're kind of just reiterating, hey, you shouldn't do this. What do, what do multiple sources say? <laughs> yeah. What do well, different translations uh, yeah. say about going into dead people? Because Eugene's going to be really, yeah, Eugene's going to have a big problem with this. Okay. So, okay. So uh, let me read the rest of the verse because that was just okay. the first little bit of it. And I think this will help clarify a little and then we'll go check some other translations. So to, to back up, they shall go into no dead person to defile themselves, semicolon, but for father or for mother or for son or for daughter, for brother or for sister who has had no husband, they may defile themselves. What? Uh, okay. That doesn't make it better. That has to be, okay, this has to be just about handling corpses. I think it's just, yeah, that's what I think it is, yeah. Okay. No, why would they say go into? I know, they've used that every other time for sex. They've used go into so many times. <laughs> it's a poorly, it's a poorly worded uh, statement. Uh, okay, yeah. but okay, and... While we're at it. Yeah, the specific... While the podcast is paused, let's go into, yes, this qualification mm-hmm. about your sister as long as she's not married. Yeah. Who deals with your sister's corpse when she's married? Is that The husband. Uh, the husband, I guess. Duh. What do you... I don't understand why that's a question. Or the father. Or, or no, I guess you can. I, I don't know. I just don't like it. I know. It's... I just don't like I any mean, of this. Sure. I mean, sure, that's fair. <laughs> Not liking it's fine, but being surprised by it is not not okay. What it's not does, okay. Okay, here. can we see what does what does the message say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the message says going near a corpse is okay. how it phrases that. Um, let's see here. NIV says by going near a dead person. King James says they shall come at no dead person to defile themselves. Okay. Come at me, bro. Yeah. Uh, the uh, complete Jewish Bible says they are not to come to any dead person because this would make them unclean. Kind of clarifies the reasoning, I guess. Um, but okay, here's the deal though. But if it's any of those people, right? So father, mother, son, daughter, brother, or sister who has no husband, then you can go tend to the dead body. Mm-hmm. If you do that though, Continuing on, verse 26. After he is cleansed, they shall reckon to him seven days. In the day that he goes into the sanctuary, into the inner court to minister to the sanctuary, he shall offer his sin offering, says the Lord Yahweh. So so you've got to like be cleansed for seven days after that. Okay. And then also do a sin offering to, to finish the cleansing. It's really specific about dead bodies. Like... Yeah. Like that it they they talk a lot about being clean and unclean and dead bodies are like super unclean clearly. Mhm. Yeah, which makes sense. And then okay, so then everyone's of course in the crowd being like, "But wait, like but do they so do they get land now? Like what's is that still a thing?" And then Yahweh clarifies here in verse 28, "They shall have an inheritance." Hmm. Colon 
I am their inheritance. And you shall give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. (laughs) And the Levites are like, yay. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Oh boy, he really got their hopes up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they they shall eat the meal offering and the sin offering and the trespass offering and every devoted thing in Israel shall be theirs. The first of all the first fruits of everything and every offspring of everything of all your offerings shall be for the priest. You shall also give to the priests the first of your dough to cause a blessing to rest on your house. Dough? Like your bread your bread dough? Oh, your dough. I was like, your dough. <laughs> your bread dough, not your money. <laughs> uh, the priests shall not eat anything that dies of itself or is torn, whether it be bird or animal. Fascinating. Yes, this, this is a reiteration of Levitical yeah. law, that if it's already dead, you can't eat it, or yeah. if it like died because a lion attacked it or whatever, yeah. you can't eat that. Or is torn. So Natalie and Brulia will never be eaten by the Levites. Never. Never ever. And that's it. That's the end of the chapter. She's safe. Did she die by a did she die by a lion? No. No, because she's cold and she is torn, lying naked on the floor. Thank I mean you. several reasons for uncleanness there, I'm sure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Lying naked on the floor and torn. Yikes. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. going on there. Oh boy, okay. I feel like that chapter lasted forever. Yep, it really did. <laughs> okay, well, this one's quicker, so we're gonna we're let's okay. just move on. Do it. Okay. Chapter forty five. Moreover, when you shall divide by lot the land for inheritance, you shall offer an offering to Yahweh, a holy portion of the land. The length shall be, oh no, the length <laughs> shall be the length of 25,000 reeds. Boy, and the breadth, oh, we're back. The breadth shall be 10,000. It shall be holy in all the border of it roundabout. So Eugene clarifies that seven miles by six miles. A lot of land. That's the land that's reserved for this holy site. Yeah. That would take a long time to measure if you're measuring in reeds. Yeah. Well, yeah. How many thousands was it? Uh, 25 by 10. Yeah, that'd take a long time. Yeah. Of this, there shall be for the holy place 500 in length by 500 in breadth, square round about it, and 50 cubits for the suburbs of it round about. Well, the temple has suburbs, eh? Apparently. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> just like cute, quaint little places. Yeah, the Levites got to settle somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they yeah. got to have a subdivision of their own. That's true. Yeah. Of this measure shall you measure a length of 25,000 and a breadth of 10,000. And in it shall be the sanctuary, which is most holy. It is a holy portion of the land. It shall be for the priests, the ministers of the sanctuary who come near to minister to Yahweh. And it shall be a place for the houses, for their houses, and a holy place for the sanctuary. Okay, so yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. It's little little huts in a suburb. Yeah, all, all the priest, priest housing. 25,000 in length and 10,000 in breadth shall be to the Levites, the ministers of the house, for a possession to themselves. For 20 chambers. 20 chambers, Okay. 20, interesting. They're just 20, it's just 20 chambers? All the Levites got to live in 20 how, chambers? Yeah, I'm like, how many Levites are there at this point? Could it be 20 families? Maybe. It's, Is that enough to make a tribe? I, it just maybe. seems small, but maybe the numbers have depleted. At this point, probably. Not many came back after captivity? I don't know. But if everybody's having 16 children... <laughs> 
Huh. Ew. Yeah. And know. maybe yeah. multiple wives while we're at it. True. That's true. Even the Levites, I guess, yeah, they're they're doing whatever they want. Usual appoints the possession of the city 5,000 broad and 25,000 long side by side with the offering of the holy portion. It shall be for the whole house of Israel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me just, I'm just going to back up a little bit here yeah. to kind of clarify. I'm kind of skimming along in, in Eugene here. Mm-hmm. So, so the whole space that we've got going on here is seven miles by six miles. That's, oh, I see. Seven miles by six miles is holy ground. Okay. And within that is where we're going to have the sanctuary and the priests are also going to live there. And then to the north of that, you're going to have another thing that's seven miles long and two and a quarter miles wide that will be where the Levites live. Mm-hmm. And then to the south of it, so that's on the north side. And then on the south side, you're going to have another thing that's seven miles long and about a mile and a half wide for the common area that's for all the Israelites. So that's what you okay. just read was that. Verse. Okay. That's where the tennis court's going to go. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They got to get exercise. It's mm-hmm. important. Whatever is for the prince shall be. Who is this prince, by the way? You know, whoever the current leader is, I guess, is the prince. Okay. Whatever is for the prince shall be on the one side and on the other side of the holy offering and of the possession of the city in front of the holy offering and in front of the possession of the city on the west side, westward, and on the east side, eastward. But don't go in my east, I guess, uh, door. Don't go in the entrance there. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And in the length answerable to one of the portions from the west border to the east border. In the land it shall be to him for a possession in Israel, and my princes shall no more oppress my people, Hmm. but they shall give the land to the house of Israel according to their tribes. Interesting. Okay, that's good, right? Yeah, I guess. Eugene says the princes will no longer bully my people. Okay. (laughs) So it's going to kind of be, you got to be cool now. We're being egalitarian now? I don't know. Yeah. 2022, let's finally be cool. Yeah. Whatever year it was for them, though, that's kind of yeah, like, always... Uh, like 622 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Thus says the Lord Yahweh, let it suffice you, princes of Israel, remove violence and spoil, and mm. execute justice and righteousness, dispossessing my people, mm. says the Lord Yahweh. You shall have just balances and a just FF. 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 Oh, the FF. How is it spelled? E P H A H. The F. Yes, no, that was wasn't that that was a unit of measurement, right? Yeah, it was measurement. It was F for flower specifically. What about this one? And adjust F and adjust bath. Yes. Okay. Just balances. Just F. Just bath. I think he's talking about standardizing measurements of weight. Yeah, I think just in this case means fair. Yeah, like just like yes. justice, not like only. Yeah, like you're just. Yeah. yeah, like we're not trying to rip off people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Eugene calls them honest scales and honest weights and honest measures. Okay. This is an interesting one because this verse in the complete Jewish Bible is like a lot longer. These two verses are because it it goes on and clarifies like a lot of different measurements and gives notes about like what they mean and stuff like that. But basically, it's just like weights and measures. Make make them consistent. Okay. Make them match these standards. Okay. 
the FF, FF and the bath shall be of one measure mm-hmm. that the bath may contain the tenth part of a homer and the FF the tenth part of a homer. The measure of it shall be after the homer. That made no sense to me, but cool. Well, I think he's trying to standardize. He's trying to say, hey, y'all, this is what it's going to be. It's not meters and feet. It's Mm -hmm. one thing. Got it? The shekel shall be 10 geras. 20 shekels plus 25 shekels plus 15 shekels shall be your mina. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Boy. Gotta have that. (laughs) This is the offering that you shall offer. The sixth part of an effa. (laughs) Uh, sorry, from sorry. a homer of wheat. Hold on, what? That, that, so we just ended that thing about standardizing measurements. I just wanted to read to you Eugene's version of of that last part because it's delightful. Okay. He says, "You know, use honest scales, honest weights, and honest measures. Every pound must have sixteen ounces. Every gallon must measure four quarts. The ounce is the basic measure for both. And your coins must be honest. No wooden nickels." <laughs> Oh my God, Eugene! Wow. First of all, Cute, Eugene. First of all, Eugene, applying this imperialist measuring system. Uh, yeah, boy. it's a good point. It's a good point. It's all Eugene knew. It's okay. Everyone, everyone can agree, though. No wooden nickels. Yeah, that's no, just, no wooden nickels. That's just bad sportsmanship. This is the offering that you shall offer: the sixth part of an effa from a homer of wheat, and you shall give the sixth part of an effa from a homer of barley, and the sixth portion of oil of the bath of oil, the tenth part of a bath out of the core, C-O-R, which is ten baths, even a homer, for ten baths are a homer. And one <laughs> <Obviously>. lamb... <laughs> I said that in parentheses. <laughs> I think this is... I mean, I don't want to recycle a gag or anything, but I feel like, Jace, you should be taking some notes. I really should have. About what equals what here. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, better you than me. And one lamb of the flock out of 200 from the well-watered pastures of Israel. Do they have like a, you know, a system set up here? Like a sprinkler system here? Because I doubt it. Irrigation system, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you gotta. From the well-watered pastures of Israel for a meal offering and for a burnt offering and for a peace offerings to make atonement for them, says the Lord Yahweh. All the people of the land shall give to this offering for the prince in Israel. It shall be the prince's part to give the burnt offerings and the meal offerings and the drink offerings in the feasts and on the new moons and on the Sabbaths in all the appointed feasts of the house of Israel. He shall prepare the sin offering and the meal offering and the burnt offering and the peace offerings to make atonement for the house of Israel. Thus is the Lord Yahweh. Okay, I think that was it for like a whatever that was. <laughs> Thus says the Lord Yahweh, in the first month, in the first day of the month, you shall take a young bull without blemish and you shall cleanse the sanctuary. Dedeker, you had me read this this whole thing. I'm sorry, I couldn't avoid it. The priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering and put it on the doorposts of the house hmm. and on the four corners of the ledge of the altar and on the posts of the gate of the inner court. So you shall do on the seventh day of the month for everyone who errs. And for him who is simple, so shall you make atonement of the house. What is that about? Simple? I mean, 20. usually that's simple? not been a very kind descriptor of people in the yeah, past. I, I didn't. But like, so you're going to like put blood on their door or something? Like, what is this no, thing? No, these are the doors of the temple where we're putting all this blood. Mm-hmm. And this is just this part of... Like- 
Yeah. This is like a regular catch-all. But then sacrifice. it says for him it was simple. Yeah, so I'm looking at some other translations here because Eugene doesn't really clarify, but it seems like it's making the distinction between you're doing this to purify for everyone who sins mm-hmm. and also for everyone who sins unintentionally. I think that's the simple. I see. It's like, Interesting. For all the people who... Doesn't mean to. No, it didn't mean to. Yeah. Okay. I see. So this is just kind of the catch-all okay. offering. Right. It's sort of like cleaning stuff even before it looks dirty. But, but okay. with sins. But with sins, you know. In the first month, in the 14th day of the month, you shall have the Passover. A feast of seven days, unleavened bread shall be eaten. On that day shall the prince prepare for himself and for all the people of the land a bull for a sin offering. The seven days of the feast, he shall prepare a burnt offering to Yahweh, seven bulls and seven rams without blemish daily, the seven days, and a male goat daily for a sin offering. He shall prepare a meal offering, an FF for a bull, and an FF for a ram, and a hin of oil to an FF. In the seventh month, in the 15th day of the month, in the feast shall he do the like the seven days, according to the sin offering, according to the burnt offering, and according to the meal offering, and according to the oil. The end. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That was a lot. This this is fun, you know? This is real fun. It's more fun than the key instructions, I think. Is it? It's just (laughs) similar. It's kind of like... On the same playing field for me, well, but okay. sure. It's refreshing to get at least an attempt at updating the Levitical law. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. I have always like, Leviticus. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. yeah, this is what we're going to do now, actually. This is the, these are the patch notes. This is mm-hmm. how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. So before we go on to our last chapter of Ezekiel and then some very exciting psalms with the guest performance by one of our favorite musical groups. Uh, before we get to that, we're going to take a quick break to talk about how you can support this show if this is something that you're enjoying. The best way that you can support is just by spreading the word. You know, tell your friends about the podcast, get get all your family to listen to it, start like blasting it out of the you know the back of your pickup truck in the parking lot before sports games. You know, whatever. Uh, and bring friends to the live show. We do our live shows every week on Thursdays. If you go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live, you can get the info and even watch it there. Uh, you know, it's, it's super cool. I, I kind of I set that up myself. It's pretty cool. Anyway, definitely go check it out. Uh, and then if you get value out of this and you love that, you can support us on Patreon as well at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. You can become a parishioner there. And as a thank you, we have things like early releases of episodes, personal toasts on the show, Emily's beautiful drink recipes with pictures, as well as just knowing that you're part of the the cool club. Coolest club. The coolest club. Mm-hmm. Okay, folks, and we are back and we're going to continue on with Ezekiel chapter 46. Woo. <sighs> okay. Thus says the Lord Yahweh, The gate of the inner court that looks toward the east shall be shut the six working days, but on the Sabbath day it shall be opened, and on the day of the new moon it shall be opened. Just in case God decides to stroll in? 
Yeah, inner, of the inner core that looks toward the east. Yeah, that's when we that's, open it up, that's baby. The one, yeah. Okay. All right. The prince shall enter by the way of the porch of the gate outside and shall stand by the post of the gate. And the priests shall prepare his burnt offering and his peace offerings, and he shall worship at the threshold of the gate. Then he shall go forth, but the gate shall not be shut until the evening. The people of the land shall worship at the door of that gate before Yahweh on the Sabbaths and on the new moons. The burnt offering that the priest shall offer to Yahweh shall be on the Sabbath day six. Okay, hold on. Shall be (laughs) on the Sabbath day six lambs without blemish and a ram without blemish. And the meal offering shall be an ephah for the ram and the meal offering for the lambs as he is able to give. Okay, so. And a hin. Of oil to mm. an ephah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, finish, finish your, finish your line there. It's, it's done. We're done. Okay, and a, and a hint of oil. Got it. Yes. Uh, yeah. I just I thought it was interesting that so because I was worried for a second he was going to say and then also the priest goes through that door but he just goes mm. through the porch entrance, hangs out, leaves, but then you got to keep it open till evening in case Yahweh wants to pop in later, mm-hmm. grab some like midnight. He snacks. does what he wants. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He's like Santa grabbing that midnight sack. On the day of the new moon, it shall be a young bull without blemish and six lambs and a ram. They shall be without blemish. And he shall prepare a meal offering, an ephah for the bull and an ephah for the ram and for the lambs according as he is able and a hin of oil to an ephah. When the prince shall enter, he shall go in by the way of the porch of the gate and he shall go forth by the way of it. Yeah, but yeah, don't please let me clarify. Do not use the door. No, <laughs> just the porch. No, no, no. But when the people of the land shall come before Yahweh in the appointed feasts, he who enters by the way of the north gate to worship shall go forth by the way of the south gate, and he who enters by the way of the south gate shall go forth by the way of the north gate. What? He shall not return by the way of the gate by which he came in, but shall Why? go forth straight before him. Who cares? <laughs> You just have to go like in one and out the other. Yeah. I guess yeah, like you gotta, that's, this, is, this has got to be crowd management, right? Gosh. Or like some line management, perhaps. How many people are there? There's not that many people. Well, there are enough. I mean, this is the whole tribe shows up for this, right? Yeah, whole. Yeah, exactly. Whole tribe. If this is the only place they can go to worship, okay. I think they got it. There, but it's. It, but it's. It's. It is. It's crowd management. It's amazing. Like that's so specific. This is wild, though, because the north side is where all the Levites' houses are, and the south side is the like common land for for everyone mm-hmm. and so yeah like you have to like exit and then like walk all the way around to get back i guess maybe it's for health reasons it's like you gotta walk you gotta <laughs> for get, health reasons <laughs> amazing get people to walk more not just go back to their parking spot outside i don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the prince when they go in shall go in with of them and when they go out he shall go out <laughs> okay cool great cool. <laughs> he's whatever big deal <laughs> don't care about that guy in, much in the feasts and in the solemnities the meal offering shall be an ephah for a bull and an ephah for a ram and for the lambs as he is able to give and a hin of oil to an ephah when the prince shall prepare a free will offering a burnt offering or peace offerings as a free will offering to Yahweh, one shall open for him the gate that looks toward the east, and he shall prepare his burnt offering and his peace offerings as he does on the Sabbath day. Then he shall go forth, and after his going forth, one shall shut the gate. I, okay, so I think we're clarifying that on the Sabbath and the new moon, we open the gate, the prince comes, does his thing, leaves, 
but you leave the doors open till evening. Okay. But on these special offerings, you just open the door during it and then you close it when the prince leaves. Yes. Okay. Weird. You shall Weird. prepare a lamb a year old without blemish for a burnt offering to Yahweh daily. Morning by morning shall you prepare it. I hope they have a lot of lambs because they're going through a lot. They got to, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Also, okay, again, if we scrub out the sacrificial and reverence meaning to this, it's like the, the Levites got to eat, right? They're like, we need a lamb every day. Got to feed ourselves. Yeah. It is interesting though. Yeah. It's like, okay, the Levites all get to eat real good once a week on the Sabbath. And then sometimes they get an extra meal on the new moon. Like, it's kind of weird, right? I'm sure they're eating fine. I mean, maybe not. I mean, I guess there's these other offerings. But they get a lamb every single day. Yeah, exactly. I see every morning. Okay. That's a lo- I'm sorry. I'm just going to say that's a lot of red meat. It's hard on their arteries. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Mm, yeah, but that's whatever. true. Yeah. That's true. Well, there's also a green offering, I think. Okay, well, that's good that they're getting variety. You know, like fiber to help sort of clean things out. Got it. Yeah. You shall prepare a meal offering with it morning by morning, the sixth part of an ephah and the third part of a hin of oil to moisten the fine flour, a meal offering to Yahweh continually (laughs) by a perpetual ordinance. Hmm. Thus shall they prepare the lamb and the meal offering and the oil morning by morning for a continual burnt offering. Thus says the Lord Yahweh. Okay. Okay. We're going on to a new subject. Yeah. New message. Good. Selah. Reset yourselves. Selah. Thus says the Lord Yahweh, Mm -hmm. if the prince give a gift to any of his sons, it is his inheritance. It shall belong to his sons. It is their possession by inheritance. But if he give of his inheritance a gift to one of his servants, it shall be his to the year of liberty. Then it shall return to the prince. Whoa. But as for his inheritance, it shall be for his sons. (sighs) Okay, cool. I think it's weird. Just it's strange right now that we're talking so much about this prince. When we've talked about kings so much before, yeah, but but they're speaking about a, a hypothetical prince, whoever that is. Well, maybe when they're in captivity, they can't really have a king, but they can have a prince. Can they? I don't know. Okay. I also feel like they've previously on Drunk Bible Study, they've <laughs> used kind of prince and like leaders of families interchangeably. Mm-hmm. And so I also wonder if this prince might not just be one person. Interesting. That might be something to look up. Because there have been yeah. a couple times in the message where it's been princes plural. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But but I don't know if that's happened in in the World English Bible. So They've used a they something. before. Like when the prince goes in, they must go uh, in they. this way. Okay. okay. So, and I doubt that at this time in day, they're accepting of non-binary... <laughs> Yeah, identities, right. yeah so for sure. Probably yeah. multiple princes. I, I did want to bring up, though, that this whole thing about they brought back the Jubilee, which from all accounts and everything that we looked up in the past when they talked about the Jubilee, where like every seventh Sabbath year, all property and all debts get erased and go back to their previous owners. Slaves get freed. Mm-hmm. Right. And basically we learned like no one ever did that. No one followed that. Right. And that now we've got this like weird redacted version where it's like, yeah, so if the prince gives something on the Jubilee, he gets it all back. Unless it's to his kids and then they get to keep it. Like, that's not... Yeah, I don't know if that was the in- that was the intention of the Jubilee necessarily. Uh, it's very different from how this was presented originally. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. sadly. Moreover, 
The prince shall not take of the people's inheritance to thrust them out of their possession. So no eminent domain. Yeah. He can't take okay. land. That's good. He shall give inheritance to his sons out of his own possession, that my people not be scattered every man from his possession. Okay. We're going back. Okay. I believe this is the bronze man, the C-3PO man. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he's back? We've been Jeez. here the whole time. I think yeah. this has been okay. Yahweh the whole time is through C-3PO. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That then, makes more sense. He brought me through the entry, which was at the side of the gate, into the holy chambers for the priests, which looked toward the north. And behold, there was a place on the hinder part westward. He said to me, the hinder part. <laughs> this is the place. Whatever that is. This is the place where the priests shall boil the trespass offering and the sin offering, and where they shall bake the meal offering, that they not bring them forth into the outer court to sanctify the people. Then... He brought me forth into the outer court and caused me to pass by the four corners of the court. And behold, in every corner of the court, there was a court. <laughs> what? <laughs> Even Eugene is like, in each corner, I observed another court. She's <laughs> like, yeah. It's just uh -huh. courts, courts on courts. Courts of porn courts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. It's like a tesseract. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> it did. Wow. In the four corners of the court, there were courts enclosed, 40 <laughs> cubits long and 30 broad. These four in the corners were of one measure. There was a wall round about in them, round about the four, and boiling places were made under the walls round about. Then said he to me, these are the boiling houses where the ministers of the house shall boil the sacrifice of the people. That's it. That's wow. it. That's the end. Wow. That was it. Okay. The fourth dimensional boiling houses. That's boiling houses. That's the end. That's where we're ending off today. Okay. That's, you okay. know what? I'll, I'll just say for, for Rachel, that's the title of this episode is Fourth boiling. Dimensional Boiling Houses. That's, okay. that's a good one. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> there it is. Amazing. Oh, I don't know why the phrase boiling house yeah, it's, is so funny to me, yeah. but maybe that's just two glasses of wine speaking. <laughs> Possibly. Gracious. Okay, here we go. All right. Okay, everybody. And now it's time for Silly Psalms with DBS, the part of the show where DBS comes out and reads some psalms. Psalm 83. A psalm by Asaph. Mm. God, don't keep silent. Mm -mm. And don't be still, God. Nah. For behold, your enemies are stirred up. Those who hate you have lifted up their heads. They conspire with cunning against your people. They plot against your cherished ones. Come, they say, let's destroy them as a nation that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. For they have conspired together with one mind. They form an alliance against you. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gebal, Ammon and Amalek, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre. Assyria is also joined with them. They have helped the children of Lot Selah. Do to them as you did to Midian, as to Sisera, as to Jabin, at the river Kishon, who perished at Endor. 
Endor? <laughs> Endor, yeah. Like the moon yeah. of Endor? The forest moon of Endor? Yes, yes. Who perished at the forest moon of Endor. Are there Ewoks? Who became as dung for the earth. There are Ewoks. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb. Yes, all the princes. Like Zeba and Zalmunna. Who said, let's take possession of God's pasture lands. Oh, okay. This guy's just name dropping at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. My God, make them like tumbleweed, like chaff before the wind, as the fire that burns the forest, as the flame that sets the mountains on fire. So pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your storm. Fill their faces with confusion that they may seek your name, Yahweh. Let them be disappointed and dismayed forever. Yes, let them be confounded and perish that they may know that you alone, whose name is Yahweh, are the most high over all the earth. Now, everyone, thank you so much to our opening band. And now we would like to announce the headliner for today, everyone's favorite, the Sons of Korah. A song, 83. No, 84. Oh, crap. (laughs) Crap. (laughs) There we go. For the chief musician on an instrument of Gath, a psalm by the sons of Korah. How lovely are your dwellings, Yahweh of armies. My soul longs and even faints for the courts of Yahweh. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Yes, the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young. Near your altars, Yahweh of armies, my king and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are always praising you. Selah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on a pilgrimage. Passing through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. Yes, the autumn rain covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God and Zion. Yahweh, God of armies, hear my prayer. Listen, God of Jacob, say la. Behold, God, our shield. Look at the face of your anointed. For a day in your court is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For Yahweh God is sun and shield. Yahweh will give grace and glory. He withholds no good thing from those who walk blamelessly. Yahweh of armies, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Oh, wow. Okay. That was amazing. Uh, What a, okay. That was just a rapturous experience. A, first of all, because of it being the Sons of Korah, and that was very Mumfordy sounding. There were a lot of Mumfordy sounding lyrics Mm -hmm. in that psalm. And as Oh Dear Godfrey is pointing out in the chat, this is the inspiration of a very popular CCM song about Better One Day in Your Courts. Than a thousand elsewhere. I think we'll we'll have to do a little review of that in the bonus. Yeah, we'll okay. check that in the bonus for sure. Yes. Wow. Fun. 
inspiring. Yeah, truly, truly inspiring. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> inspiring. Wow. All right, everyone. Well, next week, that's it. That's it for Ezekiel. And then we're going to do potentially some like rapid fire episodes of books. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. That's uh, something to potentially discuss next week. But thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of The, The, The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad.